Hello, good people. Welcome to The Chris Stefanik Show, the show that helps you find the joy that God made you for in the midst of everyday life. Don't miss us every week as we dive into real issues with real people and answer real questions. God bless you. My brothers and sisters, God's dream for you, the reason he made you is that you'd experience his joy forever, but starting now. But like any dream, you got things to do to make that a reality in your life. So excited to keep diving into this topic with you tonight. Thanks for being with us. So we're going to dive into the nine rules for how to live out the joy of the Lord in the months ahead. Um, tonight, we're going to jump into a rule that I, I, that I personally struggle with so much, and I know a lot of you guys do. In fact, to show you how painful and awkward this rule is, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this right now, just 15 seconds. We're going to immerse ourselves in living this rule. Are you ready? 15 seconds to see if you can handle it without your head exploding. Okay. Go. <laughs> Sorry, people in the sound booth are freaking out. Chris, we have a, a live show. Say something. Fit, was that painful for you? That was a little painful for me. Okay, it's especially painful for you because yes. I have with me tonight a real live sample of iGen, Gen, Gen Z, Marina, Marina Renzi. Thank you so much for being with yeah, me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to talk about silence and how you need silence to experience the joy of the Lord. Uh, we're we're going to have a, after I talk a little about that, you and me are going to go back and forth and uh, just talk about how, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some coaching on how to be silent, but you know what, I'm not going to just preach to you. Okay. Everything I tell everybody, I'm preaching to myself. So as we talk about this, uh, I'm going to be talking to myself too and reinforcing the stuff that I, I got to do because this is so difficult today. It's crazy. Uh, like always, guys, I encourage you to interrupt me with your questions. So text, let's bring up that text line, 720-650-0100. Feel free to throw me off my game with your questions and we'll just answer them anytime you text them in. So listen, guys, you absolutely need silence. You need Silence in the depths of your soul, not, not just in your life, but interiorly, in the way you think. You need spaces of quiet to have worthy thoughts. I mean, I think about the, the plethora of things that are said today on Twitter. I guarantee you, a thousand years from now, there won't be classics where people are looking back and quoting great sayings from Twitter, right? Great things come from a place of silence. I mean, I, I think about the noise in my own life. I've already said probably 10 times more things than our Lord Jesus said. I've written more than he spoke in the Gospels. But everything he said was ins insanely powerful because it came, well, from him being God. It's an unfair advantage. But also from a place of profound silence. You need silence to have gratitude. We're going to get into gratitude uh, a couple weeks from now when we're done talking about silence as one of the fundamental rules for living joy. But you can't be grateful if you have constant noise in your soul because you don't even notice your blessings. If your head is buried in your phone all the time, you got to have silence to, to allow your dreams to grow, your vocation. You know, my own wife uh, discovered that she was called to, to pursue a relationship with me. She was driving from California to Steubenville, and she was in Utah, and the radio went out in the car. And this is back in the 90s. The ancient days before cell phones. So in that silence, true silence, she, she couldn't 
hear a podcast. You couldn't listen to music. There was nothing. Just the wheels on the road. And in that quiet, she was thinking, yeah, maybe I can marry that guy. <laughs> if she had a podcast, I might not have my wife today. You need silence to, to develop friendships. You have friends who talk too much? Some, some of them, yeah. Who never listen to you, that kind of friend? I mean, they always listen, but how well they listen, I okay. don't know. <laughs> the ones I have that never listen think they're better friends than we actually are. Mm -hmm. You know, because you can't, how can you receive someone if you don't have a quiet place to like look at them and listen to them? Mm -hmm. You know, so, so pretty much everything we need to be joyful in life, we really need silence for. That's why St. Augustine said that entering silence is entering into joy. How beautiful is that? Now, remember, God's dream for you is joy. Isn't that mind-blowing? Mind-blowing. Like, God actually wants us to be happy. Mm -hmm. I had this idea of God for so much of my life that he was kind of a jerk who was a rule giver and wanted to take my fun away. <laughs> he wants me to be joyful. Because that's God's plan for you, the devil has the exact polar opposite plan. He wants to take it away. That's why the devil's always declaring war on your silence. That's why the whole world seems to declare war on silence today. The silence that you need for, for peace, for joy, frankly, for sanity. Uh, have you read uh, Screwtape Letters? No. You need to read the Screwtape Letters. <laughs> Everybody, you need to read Screwtape Letters. Incredible book. Short, easy read. C.S. Lewis wrote this book. And um, he, it's, a, it's a story of this demon, Screwtape, training Wormwood, his nephew. And while training him, he says, we will make the whole universe noise in the end. And the melodies and silences of heaven will be shouted down in the end. But I admit, we're not yet loud enough or anything like it. Research is in progress. All right, can I hold your phone? Yeah, go for it. That was written in 1942. Oh, wow. I think the research has been completed. <laughs> yeah. I think if C.S. Lewis wrote that now, he would not say research is in progress. He would say, we did it, man. We made it. We made it. All right? Uh, so we, we, need, we need silence in our souls to have, to have holiness. We also badly need it to have sanity. We need it for our sanity. There's a really disturbing book called iGen. Are you a book reader? Um, not really. Okay. Because of social media. Okay. We're, we're yeah. going to dive into this, right? <laughs> yeah. This book iGen, it, it's... Uh, it really blew my mind. If you got kids at home, you need to read iGen. If you do ministry to young people, you need to Frankly, if you have a phone, you need to read iGen. Because we, we blame the kids or say like the kids are all on their phones. The adults are on their phones too, okay? We all are. Anyway, she studies in depth the causal relationship of increased phone use uh, to increased anxiety, increased depression, increased loneliness. 2016 was the first year that members of Generation Z, iGen, entered college. And in 2016, for the first time in history, over 50% of them self-reported that they felt below average in mental health. Over 50%. It's pretty sad. Right, like sometimes that's because of something going on neurologically, and I don't want to shame anybody if they suffer from anxiety or depression, you sometimes get a pill, go through counseling. But when you talk about over 50%, that's not a sudden DNA change where everybody has a natural predisposition to anxiety, depression. There's a major cultural shift going on here. Um, I'm friends with somebody who was a counselor at Columbine High School. You know what happened in Columbine? I do. Yeah, so the big school shooting there, like that's mm -hmm. a, everybody knows Columbine. All right, so she was a counselor to the kids at Columbine after the shooting. 
And she said that today, and this is before the pandemic, okay? Which is responsible for a lot of anxiety and all that. But before the pandemic even, she said the anxiety she's seeing among her clients who are young people is way worse than the people she was counseling who survived, who were there for the school shooting. Wow. I mean, that's so disturbing. Yeah. And th but this is what happens when, when, we, when we hand over our, our, our ownership of our own thoughts. And this is what happens every time that you go on your phone. Your, your thoughts are being owned by someone else. The experience is being orchestrated. You, you, you hand over the, the keys to the car when you go on a social media platform and you start scrolling, when you look at the news feed, and you are fed things to keep your attention regardless of whether it makes you happy. And this is, this is something that I, I've just taken a deep dive into writing the book on, on living joy and, and uh, looking at my own life and wanting to make sure I don't hand over my happiness to somebody else unwittingly. They're so good at owning your attention, it's crazy. And, and there's only two industries where the client is called a user. You know what they are? No, I don't. Drug dealers and people behind the internet. Oh, gosh. That's, That's it. That's not good. There's only two industries where you're called a user. See, because their goal isn't to, to make you happier. Their goal isn't to serve you and build you up as a human. Their goal is to keep your attention at all costs. And then to serve your attention to other people. So you are the commodity. They're not serving you a commodity, you're it. Because the longer they can keep your eyeballs, the more they can sell their advertisers and the more money they make. That's how the entire industry works. So app developers don't care. They don't care at all if you're on that shopping app for three hours longer than you want to while your kids are crying. App developers don't care if you're a teenage girl dealing with body image issues and you start clicking on things related to body image issues, guess what they're going to keep feeding you in your feed? More body image stuff that, that makes you hate yourself as long as they keep your eyes. If you're going down a rabbit hole politically um, and, and you're you know, starting to hate on other people who disagree with you, it'll work you up to a frenzy where you're thinking, don't these people see what I see? And the, and the answer honestly is no, they don't. Because you have an entirely different news feed than they do. But all the powers that be behind this stuff, they, they don't even care. I, I, I met a guy recently. He's working on a, a game app. Do you, do you game at all or just social Not media? Not really, just social media. Okay. I, I play a couple, like, stupid games. <laughs> and, you know, I'm thinking this game is kind of harmless. There's 40 employees on this game app, full-time, he's been working with for 10 years, including psychologists, to make sure that people get addicted while they're on the game app. Yeah, Isn't it's that... so easy to get addicted too because you just want to keep playing. And yeah. Especially when there's like a point system, you just have to try to be better than your last point. That's so you're it, playing against yourself. They, they know how to get you in. They know yeah. how to get you in. Great question here. Should I consider making a switch to a dumb phone? Oh, I don't know. I love <laughs> my smartphone. I, we all love our smartphone. Okay, here's the thing though. Do you, do you love it more than your happiness. I, I would say if you're in a place in life where, where you feel it, like I'm talking right now and it's resonating, and you're like, yeah, I'm getting miserable, consider switching to a, to a dumb phone. Um, See, my, but you're saying that screen time, increased screen time, is decreasing happiness. Decreasing happiness. But I don't necessarily agree with that. Talk to me. Because you can use um, screen time for productive uses, like getting the news, education. Yeah. Entertainment can also be productive, yeah. depends on the kind of entertainment. But what yeah decreases the happiness, what creates that unhappiness is how you use that screen time. Here's the thing, here's a key distinction here. 
the, the stuff that you were just mentioning, mm -hmm. if you keep it under your control. Yes. It's when the driver's seat is given over to the app developers mm -hmm. that it can increase unhappiness. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of causal relationships between Facebook use, for instance. They did a big, not that you use Facebook anymore, it's an old person app. I do use Facebook. You do? I do. Yeah, <laughs> all right. There, there's a causal relationship between if you go past a certain point. I mean, again, all this thing, all this stuff within reason. So when it comes to that dumb phone question, uh, my teenage son, this is heroic of him. He's 15 years old. Mm -hmm. He's like, Dad, I don't want my phone anymore. I'm not happy. Oh, wow. Literally, I, I can never do that. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I got him a, a watch. I got him an Apple watch. Mm -hmm. So like, he's not surfing incessantly. He can answer texts. He could basically stay in touch with people. Mm -hmm. uh, it's amazing. So. Snapchat, this is another masterpiece. Okay, oh. is this your favorite app? I love Snapchat. You do? Yes. What do you love about Snapchat? Um, I like the streaks, I like that it's instant. You could yep. like be at a concert and just video the yeah. concert, save it for later, watch it back. You can talk to friends who are in like Africa, Australia, anywhere, and it's yes. instant. Yeah, it is instant. That's my favorite part. Okay, so here's the, here's the, the streaks thing. I love Snap streaks. They're, of course, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, explain to the to the grandmas watching what a snap streak okay. is, or the parents watching who don't know why their kids are incessantly on Snapchat, and a lot of it's for streaks. What's a streak? Okay, so a streak, a snap streak, is when you um, are Snapchatting every single day, just consecutively. And you only get 24 hours, so if you break a streak, you basically break friendships, because streak numbers matter so much. Okay. I don't even want to tell you, why but my... You... <laughs> Why do you love that? Well, it's consistency and it's kind of fun to, it's like a game. I'm playing against okay. me and my friends to see who can have the higher snap okay. streaks. How many streaks do you have going right now? I have lots. My you highest... know how many. How many streaks do you have going? <laughs> um, uh, probably close to 10. Okay, only yeah. 10. Okay, that's yeah. not like, some kids like I have like way more than oh, 10 that's, that I every single that. day. What's no. your highest streak? Um, my parents are not going to like this. <laughs> But, um, That's awesome. A thousand nine hundred days. One thousand one hundred days. Nine hundred. Nine hundred days. That is almost Snapchatting for five years. That's or that almost is like over five since years. the invention of Snapchat. Okay, so here's yeah. the drawback of streaks. All right, it takes you out of the driver's seat to some degree because there's no mercy built in. Okay. If you and I, and I know of kids, like ten isn't that bad, honestly. Uh, there's people who have fifty streaks going. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's a full-time job. Yeah. And if you have 50 streaks going, and your dad's like, hey, let's go camping. There's no service at where we're going See, camping. but that's the thing. That's when I would give my friends my password so that they could do it for me. Yeah, so here's the deal. <laughs> this is the genius of Snapchat. Yeah. You're working for Snapchat. Totally, but it's they, fun. They, they make it fun. They built that in, and you have to, but it's a to-do. It, it, it can border on burden if you don't keep it in place, which is yeah. why I personally hate streaks. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like. When I wake up in the morning, I have yeah. to do my streak so I don't forget. It's like a routine nice. now. It's awful. Do you, do you know what you really have to do when you wake up? Pray. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you just said it's awful. You said you love it, but you also recognize it's yeah. awful. And th th here's with any drug. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I also, I'm, I'm not just preaching to you, I'm preaching to, my, I'm preaching to myself. That's why I'm getting impassioned. Like, Chris, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Get off Twitter. That's my, that's my kryptonite, okay? I love Twitter, too. You do, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, tw Twitter's a kryptonite for me because... Um, if you want to see the worst of humanity, when people start disagreeing on Twitter, 
Oh yeah, especially during like the politics. Oh yeah, parts. yeah, and it, and it upsets me, and, and it, it it shows me people being jerks, and I can't do anything about it. It's like smelling bad milk, and then I like I put it in the fridge, and five minutes later, I'm like, let me smell that again. Yeah. Why am I doing this to myself? You know, but so so we're recognizing here. There's, but there's a plus side, right? Yeah, I'm like I'm not sure. I'm not anti-technology. I use it for ministry. Mm -hmm. People are watching right now on on screens. Yeah. I can bless more people. Like you saw me at World Youth Day Poland, right? Yes, I did. Biggest crowd I ever spoke to. Mm -hmm. Like 50,000 people in that arena, and there might be 50,000 people like on this one show, right? So there's blessings here. Um, it's when it, the, the addictive nature kicks in and it starts getting out of our control, and that happens so dang easily. Yeah, for sure. And and we have to do things. Let's help each other here. Yeah. We have to do things to keep that in line so that we can give first things first. Because there's there's one. Uh, it's not not just the the lack of of, of prayer time in the morning because like a lot of young people wake up and like my wife's in the pillow next to me and, and for you it's like my phone is in the pillow next to me yeah like that's, that's I the keep other. it right next to me that's the other who you share your thoughts with <laughs> yep. you know who wants to be the other right Jesus yeah no seriously like but th there's got to be an interior life to have a, a not just a surface relationship but to go really deep in that and we we just we got to work on keeping it in line mm -hmm. before we before we talk a little more about that uh, another favorite media is uh, TikTok, yeah? I love TikTok. Okay, so what, what do you love about TikTok? Um, it's just so easy and it's so funny, like humor. Some people are so creative on TikTok. Yeah. Like they just come up with the funniest stuff. It's and like basically like Vine. It started with like seven second videos, TikTok, right? Yeah, but okay. then they uh, moved it up to like three minutes or something now, like that. this is scary. Mm -hmm. What do you think your attention span is? Probably seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so if I, that 15 seconds at the beginning, you're jumping out of your skin. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're going to work on this. Yeah, even sometimes the seven-second TikToks are too long for me, so I have to scroll. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, it's awful. Okay, so um, seven, and that, that the average attention span is about eight seconds now. In mm -hmm. the year 2000, before cell phones, it was about 12 seconds. Oh. Guess what the attention span of a goldfish is? Uh, three. Up. Higher? Five? Up. Seven? Up. Eight? Up. I'm worse than a goldfish? Yes. <laughs> Nine? <laughs> Nine seconds. <Okay. laughs> I love you. <laughs> but the, but, this, but then this isn't just you. This is everybody. Yeah. Okay, the average attention span of anybody, and this is not just kids. I mean, some people, again, watch like, oh, the kids. Mm -hmm. Everybody's buried in their phones now, okay? Mm -hmm. The average attention span of the average American is eight seconds. A goldfish has its beat by one second. That's not good. We gotta change that. That's a it's a very serious problem. Yeah. Uh, okay, so TikTok. <laughs> We're gonna show you a quick sample clip uh, from TikTok just to show you what <laughs> has me addicted to watching TikTok sometimes. Go ahead. But can you chug a sparkling water and not burp? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, That's a great video. So that is a, is a classic sample of TikTok. A kid said, can you chug a sparkling water and not burp? And uh, naturally, within seconds, feels like he's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's genuinely funny. I mean, it's like it's shared experiences of humanity mm -hmm. in a raw form. But, 
right? Mm -hmm. What's the like? It's you just start scrolling, and then all of a sudden, an hour later. Or maybe, you, here's another thing, like when you think I'm just gonna pick this up randomly because I'm a little bored for just a second, I can't just look at the people around me, maybe your future husband just walked by, but you're on TikTok, you wouldn't know that, right? Oops. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, there's something called attention residue. Every time your attention is interrupted, if you're deeply thinking about something, it's interrupted, it takes about 20 minutes to put the, the train back on the tracks. I can see that, yeah. And it, so if you're with family deeply conversing, if I'm a dad who's like, I'm just gonna look at my TikTok, or my, I got a text, bing, gotta mm -hmm. respond. Or if on Snapchat, they'll see when they texted you, when you saw it, and how long you took to respond, and that's a social cue, yeah. which makes them them control you, so your whole family, you're having these precious moments together, and all of a sudden, boom, it's, mm, I'm back on here, and then 20 minutes later, now we're talking again, ping! Mm -hmm. Oh, what's the harm? I just check my email real quick. The harm is we never actually, we're present to everything. You have friends in Africa. Um, not really, but right, just but, an but example. in theory, you could, yeah. and that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, we're present to everything outside our real sphere of influence and life. Mm -hmm. And the more we're present to all that, the less we're present to what's in our real sphere of influence in life. Uh, why are we drawn to this, Marina? It's just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what should I do when I feel like my friends pay more attention to their phones than me? Oh, I've been there. And you do that probably, right? Um, I try and not I, to. I try to give like my yeah. friends my full attention, but I, sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, I've had my I've had my kids at the house. Uh, yeah, I've seen a bunch of teenagers hanging out, mm -hmm. and they're like we had something called awkwardness mm -hmm. in the '90s. Yeah, awkward we're on our phones. We we escape that. Yeah, there's <laughs> no awkward silence now. Yeah. The beauty of awkward silence is it would force a conversation that you'd eventually figure out how to have. Yeah. Uh, now it's 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 unbearable. I mean, you just pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. You look at, or, or if I'm in a coffee shop, like we used to do something called people watching. Okay. Yeah. Now you're literally scary if you're having a cup of coffee and looking around at everyone. Yeah. That's not normal. This is the only thing that's considered normal. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm normal. <laughs> Isn't that problematic? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, what do you, do you ever tell your friends, hey, can you put the phone down? Um, not always. I don't like always word it that way. Sometimes I'm like, oh, hey, like, how was this in your life or something like that. So I try to like steer a conversation, but to like get them off their phone. Just jump in. But yeah, so. I, I, I actually, I, mean, I, I don't do this much with friends. Um, I'll do this with my family. I'll do this with my, with my wife, which mm -hmm. like, you know, <clears throat> can you do that thing later that you're doing online? Like mm -hmm. this, is, this is sacred family time. Uh, like, I, or I want to have a conversation, or, or I'll wait yeah. till you look at me. I think it'd be cool, like I want to encourage whoever texted in, just raise that bar and go ahead and ask for the attention. Go ahead and ask for the attention. Uh, I think we're drawn to this stuff before the text, text came in. And again, feel free to text your questions using your latest technology. Uh, I, I think we're drawn to this stuff uh, because our brains, they burn like 400 calories a day. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Two to 400 calories a day, just depending on how hard you're working mentally. And they go, like every function in your body, you're, you're geared to survive, you go for the lowest hanging fruit. The more calories, this is your caveman self, man, the more calories you burn, the more food you need to survive, right? So your brain goes for what's easiest. So you want distraction, you want to be occupied mentally, you want connection with other people. What's the easiest way to get that? You pick up the phone. Yeah. Is it deep, fulfilling connection with other people? 
Definitely not. I mean, right. in person is always the best yeah. option. But like, take COVID for example, we couldn't be in person, yeah, so definitely you. the phone was the second best. No, thing. I thank God we had it during COVID. Yeah. Uh, during the during, during the intense lockdowns, which were crazy. Uh, but the uh, it's not. But it's not a replacement. And th and this is why loneliness again. This is in that book, Ijon, is skyrocketing. And the yeah. the more people are connecting online, if it pushes out human connection. They get lonelier. How do we stay in touch with friends and family without smartphones and social media? Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't recommend completely throwing away your phone. We're going to get to this in a minute. I, I recommend wielding this power mm -hmm. and putting it under your control. Well, actually, what um, something my friends and I started doing. Um, my best friend Alana from uh, college. We started actually writing letters to each other, just like old-fashioned letters. And it's been so fun. We've been doing it for like over a year now. So. Wow. I love writing letters. I think it, you know, just take like yes. 10 minutes out of your day away from the phone. I love it. I and then just it. pour your heart out or whatever you want to say. That is so online. old school. Yeah. I, it's awesome. Okay. We got six minutes left of this show and I want to, I want to start going into some solutions. Okay. Uh, number one, you got to create quiet space inside your soul. You got to have prayer time that's actually quiet. Sometimes our prayer time is loud. We're, we're just crowding our Lord with words. All right. And check this out. This is from Luke 4, 42. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Now, that quote in scripture is at the end of, the, of, of Luke 4. You know what came at the beginning of Luke 4? Jesus is being tempted by the devil in the desert where he was for 40 days. He's 40 days in solitude and quiet, comes back and does ministry for one day, and at the end of the chapter, he takes off again for silence. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, it, it, it takes work. He worked at this. Yeah. If there's a reason that he was able to look at one person and connect with that person, like he healed a blind man, then he went and looked for that blind man. Uh, he made someone rise from the dead and caused commotion, and then he would cut through the commotion with a phrase like, get him something to eat. Kid was dead needs a sandwich. He had this laser focus on every person because he had silence. He wasn't moving around all the time. And then one chapter later, Luke 5, 16, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Uh, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself here. Make sure in the morning, first thing you do, your snaps can wait. They can, yeah. Right? Take that time to sit down with your coffee. I, I, I actually pray with this very cross. I look at it for a while, and I have this beautiful prayer called the Jesus Prayer. It's, uh, it was invented in like the 4th century. The, these oh. Eastern monks, Catholic monks, Breathe in Jesus, breathe out mercy. It's that easy? It's that easy. Everything like to fix your brain and to start following the Lord, and he said, fix your brain, metanoia. That's, that's the, the, how he started his ministry. He said, change your thinking. It all boils down to simple things that we gotta do. Breathe in Jesus, breathe And when my mind's racing like crazy, I'm gonna do that sometimes for, for 10 minutes if I have to. Because I'm wasting the rest of my day if I don't waste that time creating silence in my soul. Two, okay? This is huge. You have to decide when you're gonna limit your phone. Every single day, and then on the Sabbath, have a serious amount of time that will be completely uncomfortable for you where you're gonna experience actual boredom. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. You can. I don't like being bored. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta have, there's, there's some good guys in the studio watching the other side of the camera who will hold you accountable. If you tell, and this is like with any, with any addiction, like if you literally think I can't do this, mm -hmm. then it's in control, okay? okay? And that's a problem. You don't want this thing to be in control of your life, right? No. So you, 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 like, when you're done watching the show, everybody, write down when you're putting your phone on each day. Like, I'm not going to look at it past 930. 
okay? I'm gonna, I'm gonna set modest goals for you here. And I'm not gonna look at it while I'm eating with my family. Something simple like that. And then on Sunday, be like, I'm not gonna look at it for six hours. It's a long time. Put it down and walk away from it for six hours. Set an alarm, it'll go off, you come back to it then. Mm-hmm. You're gonna start to experience that you're, you're mentally grabbing control of, of the entire experience again. And, and it, as you push through the boredom, which will not be easy, because your brain will go through lo- lowest hanging fruit. I want to be distracted. I want to look for something. You're going to want to grab the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right? also going to fix my attention span. It will literally <laughs> raise your attention span. I mean, this is, this is brain therapy here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then this is, uh, it, it might break up some of your, st- actually, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you to break <laughs> your streaks. You, can, you don't have to stay up all day, all right? Okay. <clears throat> Number three, this is, this is a beautiful thing. Without your phone, go for walks. Psychologists have studied the power of taking a walk, and they found that when you're taking a walk, your brain is stimulated just enough, just enough to keep it from looking everywhere else and getting too distracted, and yet it's also quiet just enough to kind of reset. Mm-hmm. So these three things. One, you wake up and spend silent time with the Lord. Pray that Jesus prayer. Okay. okay. Two, right, right when the show's done, you're going to write down when you're going to stop using your phone daily and how long you're taking a break for on Sunday, and you're going to share it with some friends who can hold you accountable. All right. And then three, take some walks without your phone. Or put it in your back pocket. Don't look at it. Mm-hmm. And just Enjoy practice nature. silence. I'm telling you, man, you, we need silence, as I was saying at the beginning of this, to be joyful. We need silence to experience joy, to make space in ourselves for gratitude, for people, for deeper kind of living, the kind of living Jesus did. It's countercultural. It's not easy. Um, I have loved talking to you. Thanks yeah, for hanging great. out. Yeah, thanks seriously. for having me. Yeah, uh, and, and thanks for, for letting me uh, bring you through this stuff because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm needing to hear it myself. Yeah. Next week, Sister Immaculata, uh, she's a Benedictine sister. We actually got permission to have her leave her monastery, her her convent, to come down and hang out with us for a day. And these women spend, like, I don't know, 10 hours a day in silent prayer, which this isn't just your average nun, not that any of them are average. But it's kind of mind-blowing, and I want to get into how the heck she does that without losing her mind. So I, I want to learn from her next week. I know you're going to enjoy watching this one next week. I love you guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next Monday, same time. Spread the word. Share this with friends. The joy of the Lord must be your strength. Man, wasn't that great? Listen, if you don't want to be happy, be sure not to subscribe. But if you want a more joyful life, the kind of life that God created you for, the kind of life Jesus promised when he said, I came to give you life to the full, then make sure you hit subscribe and share this channel with everybody you know.